Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Zam Talk. As always, it's me and Cam, but we got a few special guests today, if they'd like to introduce themselves. Uh, uh yeah, uh, uh, today, like, I'm Mastino, and my friend here is Anthony, Anthony, and today, we came on this, like, we're really thankful and grateful that we got the opportunity to come on this podcast, and we're just gonna talk about, like, religion and that stuff, and I'm sure uh sam i think that's his name we'll tell you know that yep yeah okay cam <clears throat> yes that's that is what we're talking about today and my stance on religion i you know i'm an atheist personally you know just per, so i'm i'm gonna try to i'm gonna backseat this one just a little bit because i don't i'm not well, I mean, I think another thing too is like, if you have any questions, like, don't be afraid to ask. Oh, yeah. No matter how crazy they are, just let's talk about it. And if anyone's uncomfortable with the discussion, we could just back away from the topic. Yeah. So that's what we'll do. Yeah. So I guess why why does everybody else believe in God? Wow. Oh, are you asking us? Yeah, yeah, all of us. Just all right, so yeah. do you want us to go like one by one individually? Just whoever wants yeah. to talk, just go. Okay, so I'll go first. So I personally believe that first of all, uh, that that's just a god in the universe, like just a god in general, not Christianity. I mean, okay. like I believe that believe that there's a god because, uh, but. Yeah, because I'm like, I studied quantum mechanics, so obviously I like to look at the stuff like on a subatomic level and all that other stuff. So I believe that the universe, like, you know, I know how the universe was created. There's matter and antiparticles colliding. And so, but if we go before that, every everything in the universe has a cause and effect, right? That's universal law. But we don't know the cause of this, of how the, we don't know the cause of the universe or what caused it. This is only the reaction. So I believe personally that the best explanation is a deity, and which is a god. Now, why I believe that this god is the god of Christianity is because I, I personally believe that the Bible is preserved, the disciples and the apostles were telling the truth, and etc. You know everything that comes with it. That's that. That's and, interesting perspective. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And. I I feel like I feel like it's easier to believe in something and not to believe in something. That's kind of why religion is kind of big as it is. But again, I'm I don't know. But uh, who wants to yeah. go next? Um. Yeah, Nishima. I think you did like a really good job touching on that. But what I wanted to say is um, just how complex everything is. I just feel like there has to be like a really intelligent mind behind all intelligent creation because everything is so complex and works so perfectly together. So it just, that's kind of how I see it. Um, to me, it just makes sense. Yeah. Like, there has to be like a reason for something. I, a, lot, a lot of people say that, but like, a lot of things in your day-to-day -day is always kind of random. And if you like apply that in a big scale, you know, that's, that's, that's my thinking of it, you know. It's kind of what I'm thinking of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Anthony, would you like to go next? Um, hmm. Uh, sure, actually. 
um, so basically, like Mashmo was saying, the universal, yeah, it needs a cause and effect. So the cause of the universe, to me, the cause was God. And the reason I believe in the Bible is because there was scrolls found in the Dead Sea, and there was proof of Jesus Christ's crucifixion. I've, I've not heard about this. Wait, really? No, I, no, I haven't. Yeah, there are scrolls oh. of the Dead Sea. Well, I think another really interesting thing, too, is like how Jesus Christ, well, I guess you can say this with a lot of different religions, because um, other like religions have their prophets that are really well known in um, just like throughout the world. Um, but one thing about Jesus Christ is he's in every religion and he's like kind of the even the Bible and the foundations and the beliefs it teaches. You can see that in your day to day life. And it's been like this for the longest time. And even when you apply the Bible to your life, you see the change it has on your life. And another thing I recognize is there's things that we teach ourselves uh, because we've heard this in maybe like a TED talk or it's just like an inspirational quote that you hear. But these inspirational quotes, you can find the same meaning that you get from those within the Bible itself. And I just find it really interesting how um, that exact purpose that we're looking for in life and those answers that we need, we can all find them within one book and just everything has an answer. But I can I can kind of also play devil's advocate and say the one thing about the Bible and why it's so easy to accept or any religion really is just it kind of gives people an answer for what they don't understand and what's unknown. And a lot of us just don't really understand the purpose of life and just don't have answers. So we go to a book that gives us answers and a God that gives us a purpose in life. Yeah. Well put, well put, I'd, I'd say. But um, mm -hmm. see, here's a question: Yeah, does anybody think the Bible is kind of outdated? Just because Not it's, really. it's an it's an older it's an older book, you know. It's been passed through and passed through through translation after that's translation. Been, I mean, that's been and a lot of basically every single book has been outdated because, well. They haven't been outdated, really, because nothing happened after, well, a lot of things did actually happen, but a lot of religions believe that the, the other religion, their books are outdated, and their books are false, and yeah, so it's kind of hard for other religions, but... And yeah, another thing, too, is like... Some people believe it's outdated, and that makes sense because, you know, obviously it's a very old book, right? And like you said, it's been through many translations. But another thing is, I feel like the Bible, why still today, I can apply the things even from the Old Testament. Like, we see things like eye for an eye, but the problem with eye for an eye is it's not really justifying. It's not really justifying anything, and it's not really solving the problem of evil. And so, basically, we have Jesus Christ to come because he's our Savior and saves us from that evil. Because the whole point is that humanity cannot save itself from evil they're just they're just not good enough to do that yeah we can have good morals and stuff and do good things but there's always going to be evil in some way within like that's why they say no one's perfect because we seriously all do have a flaw and that's what makes us quote-unquote evil because that flaw does affect someone in some way even if it's just yourself and so 
I just think it's it's not outdated because the messages it teaches it still applies today and there's stuff that you see happening in today's world that you can find in the bible as well and another thing i've always thought about the bible is it's really interesting how things repeat itself you hear how history repeats itself well i say the same thing with the bible what happens in the bible you can see the same thing happening in today's religions and in today's world is it repeating itself yeah like a good thing or um I just think it's a result of humans being humans, just kind of um, doing what they just do. I don't, I, I'm not too sure. It's kind of, I'm not too sure why it reoccurs, but it just seems like that's the case. And I don't know if that's a good thing. And <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, your last point or a couple last points was actually really good. A uh, really good point. And I just want to say why I personally don't believe it's outdated because because I trust the process called if you know this young uh text textual criticism right do you know what that is contextual criticism yes yeah, yeah. all right so basically um I'm just gonna go a quick summary in ancient history uh basically the more uh, manuscripts you had to your book it is it goes to, when it goes to the process called textual criticism. It it uh you can see how reliable it is and the authorships and the dates to it. And so, the, specifically the New Testament, which is which Christians believe and follow, in our original language you have five thousand eight hundred, and in Latin you have ten thousand, and in other various languages you have five to ten thousand, right? And so within these languages, I mean within these languages and these manuscripts we have, we could reconstruct the original and see what it says, right? And the funny thing about this, we we literally have no errors within these. And the only errors we have within these manuscripts are spelling errors and like grammar errors. So that makes it by modern day by modern day scholars, uh, atheist and Christian and agnostic, um, acknowledges that the Bible specifically uh, and the New Testament and the Old Testament has a ninety nine percent accuracy. So if the Bible is completely accurate. And I just want to add this in. Even if it wasn't accurate, we have the entire New Testament preserved within the writing of the church fathers. So not only that, we have an accurate church writing church writing quotes. We have an accurate New Testament. So if we so what we're reading is accurate. And like Young C said, we apply it to we, we see this accurate text happening in today's life. And it's like, well, if this was written two thousand years ago and it's accurate, and now it's happening in today's generation, like it said it would. And what do you think that what do you think that means for us? Obviously, they believe in the second coming. So if we see that the signs that they said that would happen two thousand years ago are happening now, and we're like, well, these signs are accurate. That's scary, right? And not only that, we have fragments and complete fragments from very early on. We have P seventy five, which has one hundred and two pages from Luke and John. We have the New Testament closest manuscripts to its original and if you want to be skeptical of the new testament you honestly have to like throw all of it, the history because the earliest copy of the iliad is only 500 years old the earliest manuscripts of the saint tunis is only 800 years old and bart ehrman and other uh, uh scholars that agree within the like range of cops or uh, copies of manuscripts they say a manuscript can be a direct copy from it 
from a hundred years prior to it. So if we apply that to our own text, we have copies 90 years, 90 years from its original. So that's literally gold in ancient history. So not only do we have the most accurate manuscripts in ancient history, we have the most in general. So that's why I believe it isn't outdated. And like, why I I don't un, I don't get it when people say there's like sixty six or six seventy books of of the Bible. Oh, you mean like like yeah, oh, there is. Would... How? Yeah. Well, I was gonna, well, you have to understand you you have to understand the concept of a canon back. Then, when we had the church fathers and the councils, we had canons. Each book has been verified, verified, and confirmed to know that it has been divinely inspired. And again, to see that if it was accurate in the date and authorship. So each book, and so like like the Catholics and the Orthodox, the Orthodox have 79. I'm not sure about the Catholics. They have theoretical books, which has been confirmed through, the, through biblical canons. So when people say we have 66 books, or 79 books, or 81 books, that's because each denomination has its own biblical canon, which they have confirmed each books. Now, the Orthodox and Catholic books, which is the Deuteronical books, um, those are actually divinely inspired. Even some Protestants will admit it is divinely inspired to the councils of, and it's backed up by church fathers, like they said. And so that's why people will say we have 79 books, 81 books, 66 books, because each denomination has its own biblical canon. Oh. Yeah, and the reason we will continue to have sin and all bad things and evil, it's because we're basically living on a second hell. Because all evil happens here, and all sin happens here, and yeah. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of evil in this world. I'll, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah. Also, another question I have, and this is something I've, I've brought up to Cam many times, is, you know, if, if God would be, would be real, if He's real, then why, why does He let these bad things happen to good people? Like that's, that's, that's something I've always, I've always wondered. Because you always see that, like the the bad people, you know, they they always they always seem to be getting this, these good things, this attention, and you know, and you got you got all these good people that just you know seem to get the shaft or get pushed aside. Yeah, like they seem to suffer a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this hey, is definitely. Some... Yeah, oh, was... sorry, you can go. Oh, okay. You can go. Oh, yeah, go I was just gonna say, um, yeah, this is definitely a, a question that's hard to answer. Even, um, yeah, like for us believers, just because it is hard to accept, like, why do bad things happen to good people? Like, they don't deserve it. Why would God allow this to happen? But see, I think the, the great thing is we see this kind of same example throughout the Bible. Um, we see people who, they're good people, but they're still struggling. Like, I don't know if you know who Job is. Um, Zan, do you know who Job is from the Bible? I, I, I barely know any anybody from the Bible. I know like I know, I know a couple people. That's about it. 
All right. Well, I, I don't want to butcher the story too much, but uh, yeah, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on it. But basically, it's just like this guy was really good and he was really righteous to God. You know, just to be righteous to God is just to basically be a good person. You know, because following the Ten Commandments just is essentially being a good person. And um, yeah, even though he was quote unquote a good person, he still went through struggles. And I think the whole point was um, to show us that no matter what, we're going to be human and we're still going to do um, evil in some way. Now, he never, now it was more kind of trying to show that a good and righteous man will never go against God and turn away from God, but it's going to show that he's still going to struggle. Um, even though he doesn't deserve it. But in the end, God rewards us with so much for our struggles. And the whole thing, right, is when evil happens in this world, well, we can't really avoid that because we have free will. And so basically evil is going to be allowed to happen. And God, what he does, though, he's still he's still there for us. Like, you know, if we call out to him. He's still there for us. Um, but the good thing is, even if we feel like in this world or in this life, I mean, uh, we don't have anything good happen to us, we can know for a fact that after we'll have a good life that will come to us forever and ever and i think that's kind of the hope that a lot of people get because some people it just seems like no matter what nothing's going right and they just want to end their life um but i think the good thing is it keeps people pushing on and on when they know that they're fighting for a good life in the end it may not be in this lifetime but in the end they'll receive good for their good deeds I mean, that's... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Here. Like, having good after your life, I mean, I, I, I don't know, you know? I guess I guess that's something guess. to look, for, look forward to. That's how you could look at that. But, like, your journey to get there, I, I feel like, is what matters more, in, in my opinion. Mm. You mean well, can like... I add on to what Young C said? I mean, oh, Cameron. Yeah. Okay, so I want to add on, like he said, um, he brought up that basically following the Ten Commandments is making you a good person, and then I, I, I kind of had something to say, like, you have to remember that God has a different view of morality than we do. His definition of bad, of that person is anyone who sins, and his definition of a good person is a sinless person. Now, we don't know according to the scripture that Jesus is, is the only good person. So technically, God, God, so God is the only good person, which makes us all bad people. Jesus even says, no man is good except the Father. So no one on earth is good. So you can't, so when you say, uh, uh, why does bad things happen to good people? Well, technically, in God's view, there are no good people. So he's like, what are you talking about? That question makes no sense. So if, you're, if your question really is, why do why do bad things happen in general then you would have to look back you would have to look you would have to take a look at this good okay if in order for goodness to exist in order for goodness to exist bad also has to exist as well and this is why so i'm going to show you give you an example if in order for hot water to exist you would have to feel cold water yourself you wouldn't know what the hot water feels like unless you felt cold water, right? Yeah. Right. So in order for good to exist, bad has to exist. It's just a part of the concept of free will. And the thing is, bad, can't, evil, bad, whatever you want to call it, is a risk factor. It's something that we as humans 
also caused by free will. We cause wars. We cause murders. We cause so much. We cause so much stuff that we deem today evil. And so then we just blame it on God. But God, God was God knew that we were going to cause evil, but He still loved us enough to give us free will. That's 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 an interesting way to look at it, but like there there certainly is good yeah. people. Like I truly believe there are good people. Like you can you can walk up, you know, you can walk around town and just know who who they are. I mean, you won't you won't really truly know that, but you can you you can get a feeling for it and you you know you get to know somebody and then you're like wow this is a good person or wow this is a terrible person like i i've unfortunately had a lot of horrible people in my life and i i knew that i knew when they were bad and i've had some very good people in my life cam is a good example of that that i i just knew that they were they were good people like I mean, I, I, I don't know. Well, let me ask you this. Where did you learn what is good? What did you learn what is good and bad? Where did you learn your morals from? It, it, took, it took looking at myself and realizing that I, I needed to change. You know, I don't... I can't necessarily say how I found my right from wrong but I did and I I'm a better person for it and I, I feel like there would ha there has to be good there has to be yeah. good okay yeah, so yeah. Actually, okay. that just reminded me yeah I was just gonna say that, that reminded me of something when you were, were saying like um, Zan like how uh, you found out or how basically be, how you became a better person is by looking at yourself in the mirror and realizing, um, you know, the wrong that you've done and you're just working on yourself. And it reminds me how, um, in like the old Testament, basically there's like Exodus. Uh, it's basically when uh, a prophet of God leads the Israelites, which are just like the followers of the prophet, um, who are essentially following God through the prophet. But yeah, basically he was just leading them and, uh, he also gave him the, the Mosaic Law, which basically helped them all to realize the difference between good and evil. And through understanding the difference between good and evil, uh, they were able to soften their hearts. And that's because they realized in themselves, okay, well, actually I am evil. If this is what it requires to be perfect, or quote-unquote a good person, because perfection is what equals good, right? So basically, if they're like, okay, if I'm not perfect, then obviously... I got to work on myself and they see like all these evils that they have just by uh, following the law and see the thing is anyone who follows the law is seen as you know bad or evil and that is why we needed a savior because none of us are good under that law would show us all the good and all the bad and again everyone under that law is bad because it requires perfection and again no one is perfect and that's why we needed the savior to come and save us from a law that would essentially put us to death because we serve a God who is just, you know, you can't have a God who's um, not an all just God, um, an all merciful God. That just doesn't make any sense. That's contradictory. So he's a just God. And basically because perfection um, is required in order to atone for sin, right? 
you know, we have to be good people and make up for the bad that we done or did. So that's what it requires to follow the Ten Commandments. And obviously no one can fulfill that law. That's why we needed Jesus Christ to fulfill that law through himself because he's perfect. And now we're just bound to the Ten Commandments, which like in the end is supposed to make us righteous people deserving to be in heaven forever for our good deeds. Yeah. I hope that um, makes sense. Yeah, that made sense. That was actually really good. Yeah, I was just going to talk about uh, one of the biggest religions now, which is spirituality or new age spirituality. What do you guys think about that? Oh, you probably hear about it all the time, you know. You know, people talking about their zodiac signs and trying to judge a person off of their zodiac sign. That's um, stupid, all right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think we can all agree that stuff is... Zodiac signs are taking over, all right? I've, I, I've had enough of these girls trying to tell me about me, my zodiac sign. I'm like, you know what? Zodiac signs, I don't think they matter. They're like, I'm Capricorn, I'm whatever. And I'm an Aries, and you know, like, you got you got people over, like, TikTok and Twitter or whatever trying to judge me for that. I'm like, can I just be, like, this Aries? I mean, come on. All right, it's, and being a Gemini, bro, it's so hard. Everybody hates Geminis. I'm Scorpio, everyone hates us. Like. Yeah, and it's, it's dumb because. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's not true. It, they claim it has something to do with the Bible. Well, like well, it's a sign of something in the Bible. Well, I know what they're talking about. They're talking about like Egypt and stuff because that's kind of where, well, it might be Hinduism too because that's one of the oldest religions. And they, they went, they kind of had that same thing going on where it's like they look at the stars or, and they just. Don't they, don't they have like thousands of gods? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. One one time, um, my mom was at work, and uh, one of the Hindus said to her, "Jesus Christ is not God." Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what their view on Jesus is. They just they don't have him. They they worship like elephants and cows. The cows are yeah, elephants. Cows cause them to die. Cows cause. I mean, hey, wow. elephants are pretty cool. So you know. I mean, yeah, why would you worship an animal? I mean, you know, why not? You know, I could, I could ride in the battle on an elephant. I mean, it's pretty cool. I'm, yeah, but they worship like snakes and people who are half goat or half elephant. Yeah, and I mean, I know it's cool. Like, for example, Greek mythology. I can't lie; it's it's a cool, it's cool, but it's obviously not true. So to worship and give your life to um, gods that you come on, like they don't exist. As someone named after a Greek mythology character, how dare you? <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. Yeah. I mean, was that on? Oh, wow. Okay. I'm named after the I horse and also a river in Greek mythology. There's two different. I mean, don't get me wrong, though. Animals are not, animals are not bad, though. Because, again, God made animals. But it's just about when you idolize something that can't save you. It just doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, like, uh, for example, the Israelites in the desert, when Moses was getting the Ten Commandments, they were, um, I think Moses' brother actually did it, where they took a bunch of gold, and they melted it, and they made it into a calf, and they started worshipping it. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I and then, and then, guess what? God showed them that their their idol, God, was weak. Um, because when they started to suffer, the calf couldn't help them at all. They needed God, and they actually went to God, and then that's when He forgave them because He they came back to their true God, and yeah. A lot of people have done that. Like we have someone in our Discord server, and we there's a lot of people on uh, TikTok and Facebook. Like um, they they were uh, originally Christian, and then they converted. Some of them they're Catholic, Orthodox, Protestant. You weren't really Catholic, Protestant, or Orthodox if you left the faith. You would have held on to the faith, like Mashmol said this. I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't know to be honest. Like, hey, do you know about all that stuff? Like the different um, um, like the Orthodox, Protestant. Yeah. I. You know? I I know very little, but my 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 grandfather's part was Orthodox or something. Growing up, I don't know. Ma Mashimo, um, and uh, I uh, I was I'm Catholic, and then Mashimo and uh, Steve, they're Orthodox. Mm. My, yeah. um, my my dad's my dad's family's Jewish. I know that. But I, like in in religion or yeah, in, in in both. Really. Oh. But um, I yeah I like like I've said earlier I'm atheist and uh, learned a lot of insightful things today. If uh, anybody else oh. has something they want to say before we wrap up here, you know I I learned a lot of great things that I did not know before today, yeah. and I appreciate all that knowledge. Yeah, this was a good talk. It yeah. was. It was. So, um, thanks everybody for watching, and thank all of you for coming. Um, you can look. You can find the Zam Talk podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Not not Apple Podcasts. Still don't know why. You know, Apple get it together. But uh, me and me and Cam will see you whenever we see you because we're inconsistent. So, yeah. Bye. <laughs>